Hello. Hey, what's happening? Can you hear me? I can hear you good. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you, man. Man, how you doing, buddy? Haven't talked to you in a while. Yeah, um, I'm not doing too bad. Um, spending a lot of my time right now between work, doing college homework and classes, and doing remote learning stuff with my daughter. So oh, okay, how's all that going? <laughs> um, actually, not too bad. She's she's smart, so she's picking up a lot real quick. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know a lot of people are having a lot of trouble with it. Um, but uh, you, so you guys have adjusted to it really well, man. Yeah, I think she's doing pretty well with it so far. Yeah. Well, that was like uh, one of the best uh, WWE pay per views I've seen. I won't say, I don't know if I can say. I got to go back and look at some stuff. I don't know if I can say that's my favorite pay-per-view of 2020, but it's up there. It's got to be in the top three at least. Um, you know, Royal Rumble was pretty good, and I enjoyed SummerSlam. And, you know, WrestleMania was WrestleMania. But uh, I really enjoyed that that whole show. Um, I started late, but uh, from what I saw, I enjoyed uh, pretty much – I thought it was a great show. I don't know about you. Um, I absolutely agree. Um, from top to bottom, the entire card actually was very good. Um, I can't think of any match off the top of my head where I was really like, ah, that was kind of a bad match. Yeah, it was the say, whole thing. But, yeah. And I mean, even even there was a short match in there, but it still pushed forward, you know, part of the story narrative for the SmackDown women's title. So it still served yeah. a purpose and it was still entertaining. So I didn't put that as a mark against it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, from what I understand, um, I was reading earlier because uh, I was asleep for a long time, but I was reading earlier that, you know, because of the, the COVID outbreak from um, NXT uh, last week, there were a lot of people at the uh, performance center got, you know, exposed or infected, and uh, that was the cause of. Uh, I know Nikki Cross wasn't on the show because of you know her husband Killian Dane. I guess he tested positive. I don't know if he's sick or he just tested positive, but he wasn't on the show. Um, Shayna Baszler wasn't on the show. And uh, so that's why they didn't. There was no tag match, and uh, well, I mean, Nia to be honest, it, it I didn't really miss the tag match. I mean, I know that they had canceled it, but I think the card was fine without it. You still there? Hello. Can you hear me? Yep, now I can hear you again. I was going to say, did you see the pre-show? Uh, actually, yes, I did. It was um, 
Actually, it was a pretty good tag team title match. Uh, the SmackDown tag titles was uh, Nakamura mm-hmm. and Cesaro and the Lucha House Party. Yeah, I missed that whole thing. Uh, so Cesaro and Nakamura won, though, right? Yes, they had um, they used a tag team finisher, which is the combination of the big swing from Cesaro and the Kinshasa knee from Cesaro. I mean, uh, Nakamura, excuse me. Yeah, I, re- I really like these two guys as a tag team. Um, you know, you 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 want to see them have both see them have the the their their own singles run, but it's it's still they're they're a great tag team though. I think they're using them, you know, as best as they can. You know, I'd rather for them to be singles, but uh, I'm enjoying this uh, tag team of Cesaro and uh, Nakamura. I hope, you know, it lasts for a while. I agree, and they actually had a pretty entertaining segment during the pre-show where they had uh, another one of those uh, Champions Lounge things where they were hanging out in the back and they both had champagne in their hands and... Kayla Braxton started to kind of piss them off because she kept talking about how they like lost matches against like the Lucha House Party and like a tag match a few weeks ago and then like a singles match and basically Cesaro calls her like a Debbie Downer and <laughs> Nakamura kind of like looks at her like I think you've had too much and kind of takes the the champagne away from her and looks at her and goes I think you should head to the door. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I really like Kayla Braxton, by the way. Like she's uh she's really grown on me as like an interviewer. Um she's not uh bad to look at either. Oh yeah, no, she was definitely funny in the, the segment with Cesaro and Nakamura. It was it was good. I liked it. Yeah. Um so okay, so they won that match and then uh that was the only match on the pre show? Yes, and then it started off the main pay per view with um the triple threat ladder match for the Intercontinental title with Jeff Hardy, Sami Zayn, and AJ Styles. Okay, I, I joined that like already in progress. I think I was like ten minutes behind. I think because um, they were that was already going on. This match was a uh, this was a brutal match. Like uh, it was really like a great ladder match. I think it. It outdid the WrestleMania ladder match that we were talking about that was so good. I really enjoyed this match. Um, what did you think about it? I thought this match was awesome. And yeah, it was amazing. Right off, right off the bat, after the match had ended, my daughter was watching part of the pay-per-view with me for the beginning of the show, and she looked right at me, and I said to her, I'm like, ah, it's going to be hard for anything else to top this for the rest of the night. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And uh, who would have thought Cause I was, I would have thought that uh, this match would have went on later in the night. Cause I, you know, I thought this would be really awesome, but uh, I didn't expect it to was. open the show up. And uh, I, I, I thought the same thing, you know, as y'all did. I was like, well, nothing. They're not going to top this, but uh, they kept the, you know, they kept the momentum going all night long. So they, I guess, they fooled us. Absolutely. But yeah, this match was brutal. Like Jeff Hardy uh doing a Swanton through Sami Zayn. Um there were a couple couple of uh brutal spots for uh, Jeff Hardy. Which um I don't, this dude has to be so sore like for the, the rest right? for probably like a couple <laughs> weeks. 
All of them, man. Sammy Zayn. Like all of them. Yeah. Sammy it too. Like near the beginning of the match, there was a spot where the the ladder was propped up in the corner, and AJ kind of like tossed him in the air through like into the corner. And he mm-hmm. bounced like two or three times off the ladder and the ropes before he mm-hmm. finally hit the ground. And my daughter looks at me and goes, he just kind of like bounced around like a ping pong ball. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even when he threw the little miniature ladder at him, like you can't, you just have to take that. Like there's no way to, you know what I'm saying? Like he did it like safely, I guess, as safely as you can do the thorough ladder at somebody. But you know they they got they got to all be feeling that you know for the rest of this month I would think um, that it was oh, just a yeah. brutal match. I love the story. I love the finish that uh, you know it told with Sammy. You know, um, out outsmarting everyone and the uh, handcuff stuff was brilliant. the handcuff trick. That was yeah. I don't know who came up with that, but that was brilliant. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> like, like no one's ever thought of that in a ladder match. Just. I'm just gonna cuff you bastards down here so you can't climb up. Like now, anyone that doesn't do that from here on out in the ladder match is dumb because it's, it's genius. Because it's not against the rules. You're not breaking any rules by doing that because anything goes. And uh, you know, I like the 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 spot where he uh, he handcuffed AJ to the ladder and AJ couldn't climb any higher. Like that's brilliant. <laughs> And like, even a little taunt, for that like, match. at the end, too, because, mm-hmm. like, after he had gotten the belts down, Sammy took the key and he put it, like, on the top of the ladder. And yeah, AJ almost reached it, he flicked the key away. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Like, for, uh, it really told a great story for uh, Sammy's character. Um, and uh, I don't know if he's going to keep both belts now and carry two belts around, but uh, I really think... Uh, that match went the right way. Um, I thought AJ was going to win, but the fact that they kept Sammy champion, I really think they made the right decision on that. And honestly, I could totally see him parading around with both belts, like trophies, kind of like Owen Hart used to do with the two slammies, (laughs) just to be like a pompous, over-the-top, arrogant jackass with the two title belts. I think he has to for a while. He's got to carry both belts for a while, at least, until, you know, they make a ruling where they say you can only have one intercontinental belt. I think he has to for a while. Absolutely. I think he would do it to kind of, like, rub it in, like, you know, just showing them off and everything. You know, I think it's great that uh, after them going so long without really, like, doing anything with Sammy since he's been on the main roster – that he's finally, like, he's found his, you know, he was doing some good stuff with Kevin Owens, too. But the fact that he's, like, he's a solo act now, and he's, like, he's found his uh, his sweet spot where he's not, like, a manager. He's just Sami Zayn Hill. And uh, I really like his character right now. I think every bit of his stuff for the last few weeks since he came back, since even, like, the night he came back, has all been hidden. Like, it's mm-hmm. all been good so far from Sammy. Yeah. Like, I love his character. I love how he acts. Like, he acts like such an entitled, you know, prick yeah. most of the time. And But the thing is, like, 
he still finds these ways to sneak away with these wins to make him, you know, right. Right. So, <laughs> and that makes you hate him even more sometimes because you're like, man, that son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like an old school hill, the, the coward hill that always figures out a way to win. Like, he can go, though. He can wrestle. Yes, but, he can. Uh, you know, just his his character and how he's perfected it, I really like that. I think they can move him up. You know, once he – I hope he has a long reign with the Intercontinental title. But when he loses it, they can move him – easily move him up into the main event now um, because of his character. I could totally see him having a, a run – Maybe heading yeah. into next year with like maybe he could win the money in the bank, and I could totally see him being like an ideal candidate for mm-hmm. a chicken shit sneaky cash in with the money in the bank briefcase. Right, that would right. Totally right. fit his character, like at the perfect time, and just steals you know their victory away from him. That'd be great. Absolutely. Okay, so moving on, moving on along. The next was was it Oscar and uh, Selena Vega? Yes, it was Oscar retaining over Selena Vega. Yep, and a great match. Like I saw, one of the things I thought that was great about this show was you know even though there wasn't like a lot of title changes, I think a lot of people were made on this show. Um, they made like a lot of the challengers look very very strong. And uh, that was great. Like, you know, she got a lot of offense in. She got the majority of the offense in, I think. Um, and uh, they really proved that Z- Zelina can be like a top top woman star um, going forward. Um, I think – I don't think this program is over with her and Asuka. No, I see her, not from the ending, no. Yeah. And um, – you know, I, I'm glad that, uh, you know, as, as great as she is as a manager, you know, I think it's great that they've transitioned her over to be a wrestler because I think she could go uh, pretty far in the division. What did you think of this match? It definitely exceeded my expectations going in because, I mean, I know that obviously Zelina Vega is trained and she can wrestle, but mm-hmm. she's wrestled maybe five times, I think, on the main roster that I can remember. And Mm -hmm. I think two of those appearances were in the Women's Royal Rumble. So people kind of were sleeping on her even heading into this match because she hasn't had any kind of an extended singles match on, you know, main roster TV. So it's awesome that she stepped up the way she did. I think she looked very good in this match to the point where now especially with the way they ended everything after the match, I wouldn't have a problem with seeing these two have another match for the title. Right, right. Yeah, I thought it was uh, really competitive. Um, Like I said, Zelina got in a lot of offense. And uh, it's believable now that she could give Asuka a run for her money or even, you know, even beat Asuka maybe, you know, in the future. It's, It's very believable now. Um. But uh, I'm I'm glad that they let Oscar retain though because you know they, they can still get more uh, juice out of Oscar being champion. I think. Absolutely, absolutely. I want to see Oscar and Shayna Baszler one on one. That's what I would like to see for a title feud. Yeah, it looks like they were building towards that, but then they kind of put Shayna with uh, Nia. Yeah, but- they did that whole odd couple tag team thing. Yeah. Um, 
I thought they were going to Oscar and Shayna for uh, you know, into the fall. But it looks like they're gonna maybe that's the WrestleMania program. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Like he knows that when Becky I know Becky gives birth in December. Um, but like there's no guarantee that she's gonna wanna like come back and wrestle, you know, when she has her baby. So who knows? Uh what's where they're going. And then um we should mention this before we go any further. The, the WWE draft is in uh next week, uh next Friday. Not this coming Friday, but the next Friday. Yes, the October 9th and on SmackDown and then October twelfth the, on Monday Night Raw. So you know they're gonna shuffle some people around. Yes, absolutely. Um, what I think is going to happen, and I hope it doesn't happen, is I think a lot of people that are on SmackDown are going to go to Raw. I hope they don't do that just because SmackDown has been such a great show from beginning to end, um, especially the last, what, three to four weeks. SmackDown has been firing on all cylinders. And Raw is just kind of, you know, there's some good things on Raw, like the Hurt Business, and uh, I, I've been digging – I like Raw Underground um, at times. There's like a couple of things I like on Raw, but SmackDown is pretty much my favorite show, you know, behind NXT, of course. Oh, yeah, it's running away with it every week between the, the stuff with Roman, uh, the mm-hmm. Sami Zayn stuff with the Intercontinental Bailey. title, Bailey yeah. and Sasha Banks. That, that feud has been awesome. And now um, they got... Alexa Bliss thing with the fiend, you yes. know. Yes, more the the more interesting storylines are on SMAT now. Absolutely. So I'm hoping that they don't move a lot of uh, SmackDown people to Raw, but I can see them putting the fiend on Raw. Just you know because... what I can see him doing? What's that? Because I was thinking about this, the whole storyline that they've had going on with. Ms. Morrison and Heavy Machinery with the briefcase. Mm-hmm. I can see if like they have the draft coming up, maybe Ms. or Morrison gets the briefcase off of Otis, and then maybe after they get the briefcase, they move them over to Raw. Mm-hmm. And they could cash in on Drew. Yeah. It would be That's an possible. interesting, interesting, you know, out there thing, but I'm like, hey, they could be switching people around and they have the whole storyline going on involving the briefcase. That's something they could do because realistically, I don't see anybody having that briefcase cashing it in on Roman Reigns. Not right now. (laughs) I don't think Otis is going to cash the briefcase in at all. I think he's going to end up losing it kind of way. I think so too. Now, whether that'll be to Miz or Morrison, who knows, but I just don't think, I feel like before the year is out, before not not the year 2020 but before the you know the money in the bank year is over with i think he's gonna uh, lose the case some kind of way i agree now they could move them to they could move one of them to raw like i think morrison versus uh drew would be really good yes it would and i wouldn't have a problem with miz being champion again i really wouldn't um it's no, I can see that being entertaining too. <laughs> yeah. Um. What was, what was the next match after uh, Oscar and uh, Zelina Vega? 
Uh, Bobby Lashley retaining the U.S. title over Apollo Crews. Okay, another match where they gave Apollo Crews like the bulk of the offense. Like he was doing so many moves. He's so athletic. I really like Apollo Crews. Um, I don't see him being more than just like a mid-card guy, like a U.S. title or, you know what I'm saying, intercontinental level person, but I think I don't ever see him being a main inventor, but for what he is, I think Apollo Crews has come a long way. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that they didn't take the title off of Lashley because, uh, you know, the Hurt Business is my favorite part of Raw, period. Um, what did you think of this match? Um, I thought it was a, a pretty good match. Um, and you were right, Apollo did... He looked very good here. He did get a lot of the offense in. Um, and I'm kind of hoping at this point, though, that Lashley and Apollo kind of go in different directions as far as, like, the U.S. title feud goes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they can still have Apollo, you know, fight somebody from the Hurt Business. Maybe they could have him fight Cedric. I don't know. But, like, I, I just want Lashley to defend the U.S. title against somebody other than Apollo. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Um, it's kind of like uh, one of the matches, one of the pandemic matches that they've had over the last few months where they keep having the same matches over and over again, like every week. And uh, I think we've seen we've seen this match enough, and uh, it's time to move on from, from it. You know, give Lashley some other challengers. I, I, I want Lashley to move up to, you know, the main event, you know, I know he already fought Drew already, but I think and it Lashley, was a pretty good match too. It was a great match, um, but uh, you know, th- the money match is Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. If they can find Brock back, that's the money match. I wouldn't um, mind seeing that. Yeah, that's the WrestleMania program. If they if they can get Brock back to buy WrestleMania, I think they will. Um, I don't I don't see him going back to UFC. Um, I don't see him signing with AEW. I, you know, both things are possible, but I just don't see it. I think he's going back to WWE. Yeah, I think so too. But yeah, that match was great. Um, you know, it's, it was. A... <laughs> Go ahead. I was gonna say the, the the next match is the exact same thing that we were just talking about with the previous match, the U.S. title, because we've got the Street Profits and Andrade and. Angel Garza, which is a match we've seen a bunch of times in the last few months. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, but it was another match where the challengers got in, you know, so much offense to the point where they kind of made you think, well, are they going to change the titles here? And, and I, thought, uh, I thought for a while they were. And um, like you said, you know, um, Garza got hurt at the end. And I wonder if the finish war was for them to win the titles. Um, because, it, like you said, uh, you know, he went down. The finish kind of just seemed off a little bit. Like they they kind of had to, to, to change it up on the fly, I think. Um, and uh, ho- hopefully he didn't uh, tear a quad. I don't know how bad he's hurt. I guess we'll know by tomorrow. Um, but uh, what did you think of this match? I mean, overall, before that, you know, the the finish there, I thought it was a very good tag match. And especially, you know, 
Garza and Andrade looked great in this match with some of the tag team moves and stuff they were using. You know, they had fluid in and out tags and everything. And it was a great match up until, you know, that ending. And I did message you after that match mm-hmm. ended because you had said something about that match. And I sent you the message back. I'm like, you know, did that finish seem off to you? Like, because that was a two count and Andrade kicked out, but the referee still counted to three and they stopped the match and they gave the belts to the Street Profits. But then they showed Garza out on the floor at ringside with the two physicians next to him. And Mm -hmm. Andrade had rolled out of the ring and was checking on him. So that's why I had messaged you. And I was saying, Mm -hmm. like, I think, I think Garza got hurt at the end of the match. And then I had found that video that I had sent you to the little video clip that showed him. Like it looked like he had popped his leg there and he was like favoring, I think it was, what was this? Left leg maybe. Mm -hmm. But Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm gonna listen to Dave Meltzer in the morning, but uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the, the original finish was for them to win the title because uh, just the way that it looked, and like you said, uh, you know, Andrade got his shoulder up and he still counted three, it was just kind of funny. Um, maybe something changed on the fly, I think. Yeah, because it seems like they, you know, rushed into that finish. Because, like I said, it, you could definitely see he kicked out, but the referee still, you know, acknowledged it as a three count, and he ended the match. So, and it looked like in that clip too, like Garza had said something to the referee. Yeah, I think he know. knew something went wrong um, immediately. Yeah, because I mean, the way his leg was, you know, up in the air like that after he was, you know, kind of face down on all fours. It, Definitely, you could tell he was favoring it bad and something was up. Like, Yeah. Um, hopefully, he's not hurt too bad. I really like Garza. You know what they've been doing with him. And uh, I think it was a pretty natural thing that once the tag team was over with, uh, he's probably going to, you know, a few with Andrade a little bit. But uh, I don't know, man. If he's hurt, like you said, if he tore a quad – He's going to be out past WrestleMania. Uh, it'll be like mid-2021 before he comes back. And that's a damn shame because he's a, you know, relatively young guy and has a hell of an upside. I think he's very athletic and charismatic, talented, you know, guy. And I think he, you know, could potentially, you know, make his way up towards the top of the card. Reportedly, he's like one of the only uh, guys that Vince McMahon's really high on right now. So you know, he probably would, they probably would have shot him straight to the top. I mean, I can see why. Like I said, I from the performances I've seen from him, he's very talented. Yeah, he's, he's very talented. He has a lot of of uh, Eddie Guerrero like mannerisms, and uh, yes. He's he's just that Latin. He's that Latin guy that they've been looking for for a while. That uh, you know, he doesn't have to wear a mask. Like they want that for Andrade too. But I think Garza has a little bit more charisma than Andrade does. Um, they're both on the same level, I think. But uh, Garza has more like charisma. Um, I think he speaks English a little better. That's and, I think uh, the big thing for him. Yeah, it is. Andrade, he definitely has a lot of charisma because 
I, I've seen some of his stuff when he was still in CMLL down in uh-huh. Mexico, where him and you know Naito from New Japan had, were in the original uh, Los Incarnables group. Uh-huh. So he's definitely got that you know swagger and coolness and stuff to him. It's just like like you said, his ability to do promos in English is not as just fluid and stuff as. Garza's is he has more of a smooth silky delivery when his, he does his promos and I think that gives him the edge over Andrade you, and you think his English would be better now because he's been dating uh, Charlotte for over a year so um, <laughs> yep uh, okay moving on what was the next thing was when uh, Bailey came out and uh, did the open challenge or did they have another match before that oh they had that short little segment where uh Drew Gulak popped up and oh, yeah, yeah, cut yeah. the promo yeah. about winning the 24-7 title earlier. Yeah, and Dedicating yeah, yeah. it to Akira Tozawa, who apparently got eaten by a shark on Monday, he said. <laughs> yeah, that, that was kind of... I didn't even see that, but I heard about oh, it. God. I heard Brian Alvarez talk about it on uh, Wrestling Observer. Um, but uh, I didn't... Like, I, like with Raw... Like, uh, I'll watch Monday Night Raw. Like I said, I really like the Hurt Business, and I watch Raw Underground. But, like, the rest of the segments, I'm pretty much, like, watching football or just – I kind of just tune out or it's, like, in the background. Because it's just not – like it's it's kind of cheesy, um, the stuff they're doing on Raw. Um, so they kill him off by, like, having a shark eat him. Is he, like, dead now? No, I'm sure he's going to show back up, but it was just like one of those funny things where it was one of those corny jokes WWE kind of did where they were like, because he said he allegedly was eaten by a shark. So yeah. that's the, they're out to have him pop back up later. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So after that, was the Bailey thing after that? Yes, Bailey doing okay. the promo slash open challenge. Okay, well, we'll get to Roman Reigns, uh, you know, at the end, and how he's like my favorite uh, superstar right now. But uh, for females, Bailey is—I could not stand this heel character, uh, Mike, last year when she turned heel. But between WrestleMania and uh, you know tonight, everything that she's done in between, even how. I'll get to her promo in a minute. But even how, like, when she's wrestling and she'll, like, get out of the ring and yell at Michael Cole and just, like, mess him up and and get him totally (laughs) off his game and stuff, I think that's brilliant. I love, like, um, the role model uh, character that that she's been doing. I think even as good as as Britt Baker is on AEW, I think Bailey does it better, though. Um, I just really love... Her heel character um, and what she's been doing to where it, I agree. I don't think she needs to be with Sasha Banks anymore. Um, I think she she's proven herself as a heel that she can do it on her own. And uh, I, like I said, uh, her promo, you know, making fun of uh, Nikki Cross and then, um, you know, how she acted when Oscar came out, I guess, accepted the challenge or whatever. Um and that was a pretty good match. So where you know, 
for a minute, I was thinking, is Oscar going to win the, the other title here? And I was like, no, they can't do that because they're still going to do Sa- the blow off match is Sasha Bailey. So they're not going to take the title off of, of Bailey yet. Um, but uh, it was still like a pretty good competitive little match for what it was. You know, even though they couldn't have the SmackDown uh, title match that, that was supposed to happen, what did you think of uh, Bailey and Asuka here in this little short thing they did? I thought it was good. I liked it. Um, Bailey and Asuka have had some very good matches so far this year. And Bailey, to me, especially like on the female side, right next to Asuka, mm-hmm. is like one of the MVPs of 2020. Bailey right. has been fantastic as a wrestler, as a character. Like the development that she has gone through from the beginning of her heel turn to where her character is now. Like I always look forward to Bailey's matches and segments on SmackDown every week because she has become one of the most entertaining people on that entire roster. Mm-hmm. I agree, a hundred percent. She's uh, she's great at what she's been doing and. She's figured this character out to where I don't think at first it was really working, but she's found a way for it to work. And, uh, you know, Sasha Banks basically comes out at the end and uh, hits Bailey with the chair. Um, she's still wearing the neck brace, the, uh, you know, the soft neck brace. And uh, it looks like uh, they're building towards Sasha and Bailey. Do you think? They're going to have this at uh, Hell in a Cell, or do you think it's going to be like Survivor Series or later when they have this match? Because this is the only thing I think. If they do it for Hell in a Cell, which is next month um, in October, how's like storyline-wise, how's her neck healed by next month? See, my thought on this is that they will try and have this match next month at Hell in a Cell. Okay. And in a cell, they'll make they'll yeah, and they'll make Bailey. I mean, not Bailey. Um, Sasha sign some kind of like hold harmless clause or something like okay, that. Okay, I got you. Right, right, right. Like, and then they'll have Bailey come into the match and do something to injure Sasha Banks and put and her I on the show. Yeah, and I think it's going to be a way to write Sasha off of TV for mm-hmm. an actual like legit amount of time. And then maybe have her pop back up in like the Royal Rumble, have her miss like Survivor Series and whatever the last pay per view of the year will be, and stretch it to WrestleMania is basically what you're saying. I think they could do it at this point. I think a, they have enough mileage to get program. this to WrestleMania. Yeah, it's definitely a WrestleMania program that you can build up, um, and you just got to give Bailey like a couple, two or three challengers in between. Like it's it's very doable, I think, um, to stretch this out. Because if they wrestle next month, there's no way that Sasha can win, you know, being injured storyline wise. Cause she was still selling the neck during the mm-hmm. whole, you know, fight after Bailey got herself intentionally disqualified against Asuka. Right. So and I know she's in the uh, the Mandalorian uh, the upcoming season, but I think they've already like uh, already um, done, you know her uh, her scenes for that. But I don't know if she's got a movie or any other stuff coming up because Sasha's doing a lot of acting now. Yeah, and I don't she know is. if she's like 
like she's going to transition away from wrestling, but I think she's already like uh, getting. She's dabbing into some other things in case uh, you know she might not be wrestling forever, forever, like too much longer. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of them are like uh, a lot of the four horse women are. Um, you know, even before uh, Becky got pregnant, she was doing some acting stuff. She, like she was on Billions, and she's been in some movies. And our Charlotte too. So Bailey's like the only one that seems like she's like all in on wrestling right now. I I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, like I said, I I want Bailey to have like a, a long reign with the title. I think if you take the title off of her, WrestleMania is the place to do it. But um, well, once you get to Hell in a Cell, she'll have made it past 365 days at that point. And they'll make a big deal about that too. So that's what I'm saying. Like I think you need Absolutely. to keep the title on as long as you can. Just build her up for a little bit more. Uh, if she makes does, it to WrestleMania, it'll be like something in the neighborhood of like 500 days or some crazy thing like that. Yeah, that would be great. Um, because no no woman's had anywhere close to that. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, so what was after this? It was the ambulance match for the WWE title with Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton, I which featured this. a lot of guest appearances. <laughs> yes, 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 it did. Um, I love this match. Very brutal. Like a lot of the matches were very, very physical tonight. Um, like yes, a lot were. of the guys. I don't know if they were trying to one up each other or what. But uh, they were very, very physical. Almost like you might. This was a clash of the champions. You could have called this extreme rules, almost. Um, it <laughs> by a lot of the uh, stipulations and a lot of how physical a lot of the matches were. But yeah, this was a great match. Once again, it, uh, the challenger got in a lot, so much to where I thought, are they going to put the title on Randy here? For a minute, I thought that, but then when like all the, uh, like you said, all the guest appearances from Big Show and Christian, and by the time HBK came out, I said, "Oh, Ric Flair is going to be going to pop up somewhere because he's got to because that's like that's the story." And, and that uh, part made me chuckle when Ric Flair <laughs> at yeah. the end popped up in the driver's seat of the ambulance to drive. Which Randy I said off. that. He probably couldn't do anything physical anyway, and you don't need him to, really. Right, um, so that was perfect. Yeah, that was perfect. That was a perfect end to that whole story of uh, Randy taking people out all summer long, and they finally like paid that off, I think. Yes, I think they kind of brought that full circle, so now they can put Drew into you know a different title feud heading yeah, towards I think Hell in a is- Cell. This is over with now. You think, or do you think they'll they'll get one more match in the hell themselves, or do you think the feud is over? I think it can be over at this point. I mean, Drew beat him pretty definitively. I would say. I mean, he finished yeah. it off by you know he hit the claymore first, threw him in, he had him beat, but he opened the door back up, pulled him out just enough, and then he gave him that running kick to the head, the punt, and then threw him back into the ambulance. And made sure to shut it. Like 
This was their was this their third match or their second match? I know they wrestled at SummerSlam. Then they wrestle another match in between. Um, that. No, because Randy wrestled uh, Keith Lee. At that's Taylor. right. That's right. You're right. You're right. Well, they might do a third match, though. I wouldn't be surprised. But like you say, he's already like definitively beaten Orton twice. I was going to say so he's pinned him. You know, yeah. that first match, and then he threw him in the ambulance for this one. So yeah, I I, maybe it is over. Um, I don't know. What where they go from here with their crew, unless they bring somebody over from SmackDown, uh, you know, in the draft, and that's his next challenger. Um, see, that's where my whole logic with the briefcase thing came in because now that he's beaten Randy Orton, I don't see a lot of challengers left for Drew oh, on man. Raw, so Braun maybe Strowman. you could. Oh my god, they might Braun. move. Braun. Like raw, and it'll be Braun and Drew. I can see that. That might not be bad. I mean, but Braun is the title off of Drew. I don't know. I don't see that happening. No, he won't. (laughs) But I can see them doing like a hell in a cell, and uh, they have Drew like retain over Braun. They're they're going to keep the title on Drew um, for a while. I don't see anybody unless Brock comes back. Or, you know, there was a rumor that uh, Aleister Black and Drew McIntyre for WrestleMania, but uh, they got to build Aleister up some more, I think, for that happens. I wouldn't be mad at that match. That'd be good. Yeah, that would be pretty good. Um, You know, they could bring AJ over from uh, SmackDown, AJ and Drew. That would be pretty good. Yes, it would. There's a lot they could do with Drew. Um. You know, there's a lot of challengers on Raw and that are not on Raw that they could bring over. So it's kind of interesting to see where he's going to go next. Uh, he's going to feud with. I we know that uh, they want they want to do Edge and Randy Orton at WrestleMania. You know, if Edge can come back by then, which he should be able to. Um. So moving on. Main event, Roman Reigns against Jay Uso. My Your tribal father, chief. Your my, tribal chief. Tribal, <laughs> yeah, he I love this match, Mike. Um, this was like my favorite. This was really the match to where I wanted to watch the show for it. Like I was into the triple threat ladder match and Drew and Randy, of course, but I really wanted to see this match just because of the storyline that they've built like the past few weeks on SmackDown, um, even having Jey Uso in this match, the fact that they 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 ran with that and had him in the main event is so awesome. You know, I don't think most of us expected for him to win the title, but, you know, it's always a possibility that that could have happened, you know, especially with the draft coming up. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he had won the title here. But uh, it was a great match. They gave it. It gave me Rocky vibes, you know, I, by having like the challenger that's not even supposed to be in the Champions League, you know, and he's getting beat down, and then uh, you know, Jimmy comes out and uh, throws in the towel. Just a great, great story. What did you think of this match? 
First off, I want to say before it, you know, I forget about it. I love the fact that you made a Rocky reference in regards mm-hmm. to this match because I saw the comparison of the ending of the match to Rocky Four. Oh yeah, absolutely interesting to me. But I absolutely loved this match. I loved the build heading into this match, and to me, the promo, the face to face they had this past Friday night on SmackDown was like the icing on the cake to really get me like so amped up heading into this match and i knew that roman was going to retain but it had me even like with those thoughts in my mind of well what if he what if he did beat him somehow mm-hmm. like, what, what what if it did happen like because that whole promo that jay uso cut on friday that was like one of the most on point and just star-making promos I think I've seen in a while. For a guy mm-hmm. that had been typecast for his entire career, obviously, as a tag team guy, because he's always been there with his brother, and that line where he looked right at Rome and he goes, you know what they say about me, Oos? Which one are you? Mm-hmm. Like, that right there. That was, you know, you get the goosebumps from a line like that, and you're just like, alright, man, this is gonna be... Like, this is some grade-A storytelling right here, and they get you hooked with, like... Yeah, he's been cutting some great promos over the past couple weeks. Um, Yes, he has. You know, even Roman has. You know, Roman doesn't need Paul Heyman to talk, but Paul adds so much by being in Roman's corner. But Roman can ask for sure. Um, He's a great... you You know, when he's... First of all, the Roman, though, this whole character, this is what Roman Reigns should have been from the beginning. Um, if they would have done this when the Shield initially broke up and had Roman Reigns, they should have had Roman turn on Drew and Seth. And uh, they should have done this whole tribal chief character years ago. And it would have worked then. It would have worked, you know, you had him go up against Daniel Bryan and CM Punk. It would have worked great then. You know, and, uh, you know, they they just tried to push him as like a John Cena like face. And it just never people were never going to get behind that. And, you know, I think they finally did once they find out about his his leukemia. You know, a lot of people got behind him. But uh, Roman Reigns is a natural heel. He looks like he's comfortable now, like he's having fun with his character and it, it just works um, more than it, it ever did with him being a face. Oh, without question. And just the way that the ending of this match played out with him just sitting there and verbally berating Jay and the referee and even yelling at Paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. Like when, you know, Paul started yelling at him that you're the driver <sighs> chief. No, it doesn't matter if you say it. He needs to say it, Mm -hmm. you know? And then, you know, of course, you know, Jimmy Uso comes out and he's trying to throw the towel in and Jay is telling him not to. Uh Uh-huh. And then you get, you know, Roman gets even more angry because he's like, you're really going to listen to him? And then he just goes right back in and finally he throws the towel and it's like, and with Jimmy kind of looking up at him and giving him the, you know... What's wrong with you? Are you happy now? You're the tribal chief. Are you happy now, Oos? Like, 
And Roman's just yeah, standing so, there posing like, I don't give a damn like what you think. <laughs> yeah, um, and they actually they planted the seeds to this like weeks ago when uh, it was like in a backstage segment, I guess, with uh, Roman and uh, Jimmy where he was, uh, you know, where Roman was talking about Jay and stuff. And uh, this is just such a – where I think this is going is Roman Reigns versus The Rock at WrestleMania. That's where I think it's going. Because, Especially where he keeps making those references about the head of the table and stuff. Mm-hmm, the head of the table. And I, I think he's going to run through Jimmy. You know, you could have, like, a couple more matches with, with Jay and Jimmy. And uh, that's where I think it, it goes is The Rock maybe enters the Royal Rumble or comes in between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania and challenges Roman. And uh, because he's the only other person in the family that can uh, take Roman out. And I think that's the storyline. I think I think Roman will go over um, against The Rock in WrestleMania. I think that's where that has to be you know, where they're going with this because for this whole storyline, and I heard, I don't know if this is true or not, but Roman was uh, politicking behind the scenes for for Jay to win a title. And I think they, they could have easily done that and, just, you know, and have Roman, like, win it back real quick, you know, like uh, the next pay-per-view or whatever. Um, Definitely. That could have been an amazing shock ending for sure. Or they could have had him even – do something to keep the heat on Roman where if he did win the title, just have Roman beat him down afterwards to the point where he can't defend it and has to give it up. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But uh, the way they play this out, um, I think it's going to cause tension between the Usos. Um, and then, you know, maybe they, at some point, maybe they do a triple threat match where they have both Usos and Roman Reigns in a match. There's there's so many different ways they can go with this now. And uh, I I really like the story that it told. Like I said, it was a great main event. Um, I just love this match. I love the dynamic between Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns because it's totally different between the dynamic that Paul Heyman has with Brock Lesnar. It's like a totally different... Where, you know, with Brock, he's an advocate. But with uh, you know, with Roman, he's just an advisor. I think it makes Roman like more badass almost. The fact that that uh, you know, that Paul is so like passive with him, you know. I think everything that Roman Reigns has done since his return at SummerSlam has completely taken him to another level for me. Like mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I already, you know, I didn't. I wasn't a huge fan of Roman Reigns, but I respected the guy. Like, especially with everything he's gone through in his life and everything. Right. And, you know, people will sit there and say that, you know, he was pushed down everybody's throats and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, the, you know, it is kind of interesting if you look at the actual, like, numbers when it comes to him and stuff, though. Like, he had three WWE title reigns for around, like, I think it was like 113 days. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> so... And he, I mean, he probably would have had that longer run with the Universal title, you know, previously had he not had, you know, the health issues come up. And that's why I think they're going to let him have like a runaway, you know, dominant run right now with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do too. I think he holds it at least a year, I think. 
I don't think he's going to lose at WrestleMania, even if he does face The Rock. I think uh, they're going to um, keep the title on him as long as possible. They're going to have a, he's going to have a long reign. You know, he's called Goldberg out too, so who knows? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that would get a reaction out of you, but yeah, <laughs> he's called Goldberg out on Twitter, so I don't know. He still wants that match. It's, uh, you know, Goldberg has signed a contract. Like, I know I just made that. I was joking when I said that, but you know, <laughs> kind of contract where he has to have like three matches a year or whatever. He's already like uh, done his three matches for this year, so he's gonna have three matches next year in 2021. Um, whether that's uh, probably one of them be a crown jewel, and then you know, he'll probably have a match at WrestleMania. Like, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he does so. There you go. Might be if, he, if he comes in and has a match against Roman, I hope Roman crushes him. He, he, you know, that's that's another way for him to get over. Like, uh, I think Roman still is he, – he might really get over as a face by being this, this badass heel, being this badass version. Like, people are going to get behind him. Um, they're not going to cheer for Goldberg in that match. No. So, who knows? But yeah, um, this this whole pay per view was was fire. Like I said, I think I have to go back and like I really enjoyed the Royal Rumble. There are pay per views that I've liked this year, but this this one was like uh like a, from top to bottom was uh was far and above one of the best that I've seen this whole year. That's been out of control. Um, but I really enjoyed it. Oh, I I definitely enjoyed this pay per view too, um, and I agree. It's it's definitely one of the better pay per view cards they've put on all year, and I think that they finished tying up a couple of the the ongoing feuds here, and a couple of these people can kind of move off in different directions, heading towards like Hell in a Cell and towards like Survivor Series and stuff, and. Maybe give yeah. them some new challengers and new matches and stuff. Yeah, do you think there's any possibility that they flip Roman and Drew and put one and put Roman on Raw and Drew on SmackDown, or do you think they're gonna keep it like it is? Maybe they won't make any significant changes. Like maybe they'll just move like a few people around. And I could see those two staying where they are, but I could see them switching. The Hurt Business to SmackDown and moving Oops. moving um, Sami Zayn over to Raw and having those titles switch brands. I like that. The Hurt Business on Raw. Then like all my favorite acts would be on SmackDown. Because <laughs> uh, I've been watching SmackDown. Like, I look forward to SmackDown. Like, Raw... Raw is kind of like a chore to watch, but SmackDown I really like. I actually like look forward to it because I work on Friday night, so I, I look before I go to work. I always sit down and watch in uh, SmackDown, and I really enjoy it. I've been enjoying it on uh, Fox every Friday night. Oh yeah, SmackDown's been very good for sure the last couple months, especially with the yeah. build and some of these storylines they've had going. Uh huh. Okay, well, we're gonna wrap this up, but uh, you were uh, you were talking about the uh, the G one earlier. 
Um, you've been uh, keeping track of that. How's that going? Actually, I can give you just real quick the two block leaders. Right now, B block has a three-way tie for the lead with four points because their next the next B block card is like going to be in the early morning hours tomorrow morning, our mm-hmm. time. Um, right now, the with four points, you have Tetsuya Naito, the heavyweight champion. Juice right. Robinson and Toru Yano each have four points for the B block. And then in the A block, because they just had an event this morning, um, right now sitting at six points for A block is Taichi and Jay White, Switchblade, Jay White. Mm-hmm. And then behind them with four points is Will Ospreay, um, Minoru Suzuki, and Kota Ibushi. Oh, wow. So who's your pick to win the whole thing? At this point, honestly, yeah. I could see them giving the win to Jay White and having him go and face Naito at Wrestle Kingdom. Mm, I think that's possible. Um, that would be a good match, I think. The other way for me right now would be to have Naito win the G1 because mm-hmm. if the IWGP champion wins the G1, they get to pick their opponent. For Wrestle Kingdom. Okay. And so since Naito, Naito is the way he is, I could see him drawing it out for months on end about right. who he's going to pick. And it would be very entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, that's a possibility, too, that he might, he might win it himself. But uh, any other wrestling that you've been watching that uh, – are, are, you, are you super into AEW, or do you just – Yes, they've they've okay. had some great television recently. Um, been loving all of the stuff that's been going on with um, was it da- Dash Wheeler? Oh yeah, FTR. FTR, yes, those guys with Tully now at, at their mm-hmm. side. That's awesome. Um, MJF is just one of the best heels in the business, I think. Um, They're doing a whole build between him and Jericho. Have you noticed that? Yes, with their little like dance towards each other and stuff, like yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think well, they're gonna make Jericho the the face of that when uh, they finally do that. But uh, yeah, that, that'll probably be next year before they have the match for that. But uh, it's a very slow thing that every time they encounter each other, and um, you know, Mosley's champion, and the Mosley's been doing a great job as champion, really has. Yes, he has, and he's also currently the IWGP United States champion, but I think he's going to have to end up having that taken away from him and having to forfeit it because, realistically, I don't see Moxley being able to go to Japan anytime soon to be able to when defend it. Time, that's what I was going to say. When was the last time he even defended that? I knew February. He was- oh, wow. Yeah, they're probably going to have to strip <laughs> him at some point. It's yep. what, almost October now. They're going to have to probably strip him, I think. Yeah, because there's no way AEW is going to let him leave, have to quarantine for two weeks, then be able to have a show where he defends the title to drop it, and then come back and have to quarantine for two more weeks before they can use him again. That I mean, if you lose Moxley for a month, like, just yeah, so or, that or title, Moxley, like, if, if you go over to Japan and things get worse. Like, there's, like, another outbreak or whatever. 
you might get stuck over there for a while. So, I don't know, dude. Um, they're probably going to have to strip him. And it would be the second time he'd be stripped of it because the first time he won the title, he was supposed to go over there and defend it, and they got hit by a tsunami. Yeah, and I remember that. They had all these travel lockdowns heading in and out of Japan, so Moxley wasn't able to go and defend it, so they had a match between uh, Lance Archer and Juice Robinson for the title. And I believe Archer won it, and then Moxley turned around and won it back off of Archer. Mm-hmm. And now it's supposed to be uh, Lance Archer and John Moxley for the AEW title coming up. But uh, they said that Lance Archer uh, contracted uh, COVID-19. Yep, um, which is why so, he wasn't at TV this past week. Right, so I guess he's going to be he's going to miss this week too. Um, hopefully, you know, in, in like a week or two, he's able, you know, to come back and be okay. But uh, who knows? They're going to have to keep him off for a while. I would think at least another uh, couple of weeks. Yeah, I would say keep him on at least, you know, three weeks just to be safe, to make sure just he doesn't have that. any symptoms or anything. Like, Yeah. Because, uh, you know, John was already exposed because Renee Young had it. Um, that's right and he he tested negative i think like twice but he was he's been exposed to it but uh it yeah i mean covid19 is kind of like unpredictable like i was telling a friend uh earlier and he was talking about it like it's pretty like it's unavoidable like now at this point um in in wwe and aw and you know it's just it people are gonna like catch it and uh, the only thing you can do, like you said, is put them in quarantine and try to keep things moving. And you just got to keep shuffle things around like you, you know, the best way you can. And I mean, AEW is about to hit that milestone here where they're about to hit one year on television yeah. on TNT, which is awesome. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. AEW's really been successful. Um, I think as long as they try to just do their own thing and not try to be like WWE like, I think they're going to be successful. Because, uh, you know, it's just they're the alternative that people have been looking for. Um, and I, I really enjoy AEW every week. I look for three shows, and that's uh, NXT, which is still really good. Yes. Um, I look forward to AEW. Uh, for you know, I, I love AEW Dynamite, and I I look forward to Spat now. Like like I said, Raw, I watch Raw, like just to kind of see what's going on in case something happened. You know, I don't want to miss it. But uh, if I miss a, a Raw for a week, I don't really it doesn't really upset me too bad. I'll just catch the highlights on YouTube or whatever. And speaking of NXT, just to just briefly touch on that too, they have a takeover coming up too. Takeover thirty one is coming mm-hmm. up in what, like a week? Yeah. So are you gonna watch that live or you gotta work? Oh, I'm definitely gonna watch that live. I mean that main um, event could be can, like, uh, awesome. If you want, we can review that next week after it's over with. Yeah, that could be good. Definitely. Yeah, I think that's gonna be a great show. Johnny Gargano. And uh, Damian Priest. Um, who else? Uh, Candice LeRae is getting a women's title shot against Io Shirai. 
wrestler of all time. I don't know if you know this, but I was big in the Candice LeRae when she was an independent wrestler before she even got to, to WWE and uh, NXT. So I'm a big Candice LeRae uh, person. I hope she wins the title. I don't think she will, but I hope she does. And uh, I can actually see her and Johnny winning the titles next week. And absolutely, um, and that would be great for their whole, you know, couple husband and wife right. thing. And then uh, Fan Balor and uh, Kyle O'Reilly, which it should be great. See, because I, I love the fact Kyle O'Reilly is getting an NXT title shot. This guy, he's been so great in the tag teams with Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong. And even when he had the, the match with, uh, where he tagged up with Adam Cole at that takeover because Bobby Fish was hurt, um, mm-hmm. he's a great tag team wrestler, fantastic tag team wrestler. But people will forget about the fact that he is a, an amazing singles wrestler as well. Great mm-hmm. technician, great wrestler. He's got a lot of personality. And he's a former Ring of Honor world champion. The guy can yeah. go. Kyle O'Reilly is legit. Like... You know what I would like to see, and uh, kind of like, um, I would like to see all four of those guys get their own singles run, like Fish, and uh, you know Adam Cole, all of them um, get their own their singles run because without breaking the group up, I don't think you should break Undisputed Era up. No, but I think they can keep them together. They've still got. You can keep them together. But still, like, have them kind of, like, you know, at different points, they can all go off and do their own thing. I think that works. Um, Absolutely. I think that would be great. And kind of have, like, an evolution kind of thing where they all become, like, main event wrestlers. I think that would be awesome. I agree. I love that group. Yeah, don't break the group up. Just like the New Day. What they're doing with the New Day where now Big E – is finally getting his own like singles run that he should have got years ago. Um, you don't have to break New Day up. You can keep them together, but just have them kind of do their own thing. It works. Um, I think uh, I, I just like that whole dynamic of you know you don't have to break these groups up. No, because you know? New Japan Pro Wrestling proves that you can have multiple groups of wrestlers that are like stables and, you know, groups that are together and they can do their own individual singles things and feuds and stuff without having to break the stable up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It, it just works. Like, uh, I really do, do think that's a good idea. Well, well I'm going to wrap this up, Mike. Um, like I said, if you're available next week, after uh, TakeOver, which I don't think I'll have anything going on, we should do this again and uh, review TakeOver next week. Uh, yeah, that would be awesome to do a review of TakeOver because I'm sure like most of the other TakeOvers before it, it's probably going to be one of those cards where you might look at it beforehand and be like, okay, this has potential. And by the end of the night, you're like, well, another great TakeOver event. As usual, <laughs> is, is I got a question: Is Velveteen Dream fighting Kushida on uh, next week? Oh, I don't even know. I, I would have to look it up, but I mean, I, I, I think I think that might be on Takeover because I, I thought I, saw I think it is on Facebook earlier where uh, 
this guy was saying that uh you know you know they're they're still doing the down with Velveteen Dream uh you know hashtag thing and they said and somebody said that uh Velveteen Dream is a cokehead now or he uses cocaine which I oh. Oh, I, <laughs> <laughs> I think people fair, are just a lot like, of them did that in the eighties so yeah they probably that's true too. <laughs> You know, that was going on like they were doing any, anything, but our I, I just think it's just an interesting thing that's going on now where um there are people are really trying to bring Velveteen Dream down, and they're they refuse to like they're they they're still pushing the guy, you know to their credit, you know I don't know how true the allegations are or what I guess that you know that's everybody has a different opinion on that, but uh. WWE is not backing down on pushing him. No, they brought him back. They put him into the ladder match for the vacant North American title at the last takeover. Despite people, you know, putting up signs like they did and chanting stuff that they did and stuff like that on the, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, they are. We'll yes. Yeah, they're, they're not backing down. Velveteen Dream did get added to the card, yes. Yeah, I thought so. I thought so. That should be a good match too. Like they're, you know, they're they've got they're gonna have some good matches. Like in ring, this is gonna be probably one of the better takeovers, I believe. Um, but yeah, the, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. I want to thank my guest Mike Jensen for coming on and uh, talking about uh, WWE Clash of the Champions Gold Rush. No, I, I've been calling this Night of the Champions because there used to be a pay-per-view called Night of the Champions, but this is Clash of the Champions. So, um, but anyway, thank you, Mike. I appreciate you coming on, and uh, hopefully we can get together and do this again next week. Absolutely, man. Thank you for you know having me on here with you. Uh, it was fun sitting and talking about this because it was, like you said, one of the better pay-per-views they've had all year. And... Um, I hope they keep that up too. Like WWE, like even pay per view wise, like Payback, SummerSlam, like these last two or three pay per views have been really good. Absolutely, man, for sure. Mm, I hope they keep that up uh, going into the fall. You know, I know fall is like a downtime for pro wrestling, but hopefully uh, they can keep a lot of these storylines going, a lot of these long term storylines going. The, The Roman Reigns thing. Uh, it's just it's on another page. It's on another level right now. Like they're doing some good storylines with Bailey and Sasha, and uh, you know the thing they were doing with Drew. But the Roman Reigns storyline, they're just he's just a star now. Like you know he's been a star for years, but I think he's on another level. I think he's doing his best work he's ever done in his whole career right now. Oh, definitely. This is without question the best work he's been doing because I feel like they're letting him actually put more personality out and not yeah, being like, as yeah, scripted yeah. and rigidly, you know, this is what we mm-hmm. want you to say. I think they're giving yeah. him more leeway with his promos. He's having fun. And um, as long as he can stay healthy, doesn't have any setbacks with his health. Like he obviously he has to be a little bit more, uh, you know, leery of uh, things because of the pandemic and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's past, like, issues or whatever. As long as he can stay healthy, I think he's got a long run in him. I really do. 
I agree. All right, man. Well, I, I'm going to hit you up later, and uh, I don't know. Either I'll put this up tonight or I'll put it up in the morning. I appreciate you coming on, dude. Thank you very much. Like I said, uh, I appreciate you having me on. And um, on a personal note, before we leave, I wanted to just quickly extend my condolences to you. I know your mom passed away recently, bro. And yeah, yeah. I just wanted to yeah. say, you know, I had my thoughts are with you on that. And oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. And uh, like I was telling um. Will, you know, Will, that uh, he did the WrestleMania podcast with us. Um, and I was talking to him a long time, you know, after it first happened. And, like, I don't know, like, the one thing, no matter what kind of tragedy or loss I've ever had in my life, um, every time I've had, like, a significant, like, death in the family or loss, like, I've gotten super into wrestling. Like, I've channeled a lot of... Uh, my like grief and stuff into watching pro wrestling and that it kind of helped as strange as that may seem um so you know watching this show and just kind of it's a good distraction to kind of turn my uh my mind off for a little while and just enjoy like the storytelling like i i think that's a lot what a lot of people don't get about us pro wrestling fans and why we love pro wrestling is because it's something, the storytelling and it just made, it's an escape, you know, from uh, issues that we might have. So yeah, it, it was a huge loss, you know, losing my mom, but uh, I watched pro wrestling with her many times, even though she, she didn't, she never identified with being a wrestling fan. <laughs> But I <laughs> my mom out, didn't need it, man. <laughs> I found out years later, though, my mom used to go to shows. Like, she used to go <laughs> here in uh, Dothan, Alabama. She would go see Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair all the time. Like, she told me that. That's like, awesome. So you know, and, um, you know, the years before I was even born, like, she would go. And uh, back in the 70s and 80s, early 80s, she would go and, uh, to pro wrestling events. So it's in my blood. Um, and I, I could tell like a lot of times, like when I'd be watching like pay-per-views, uh, and she would watch it and get into it just as much as I would. So it, it's kind of like, it's very therapeutic for me to watch pro wrestling right now. So I'm kind of throwing myself in it. Cause you know, for a while, like after the pandemic started, I started to kind of like, I wasn't enjoying wrestling, um, earlier in the year you know, uh, since WrestleMania. But uh, I've, I've kind of, like, really, like, because of AEW and New Japan and, and uh, like I said, how good WWE has even been recently. I'm kind of getting into it now. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, it's right now it's been a great time to throw yourself into pro wrestling with everything going on. There's so much quality stuff right now that's a great distraction between – WWE storytelling on SmackDown right now with everything they've got going on and the G1 Climax going on right now in New Japan because there's been some phenomenal matches so far in the G1. And then you've got AEW, which some of their stuff, they've been knocking it out of the park over there too with some of the match quality and everything they've got with that roster. And then even, you know, in addition to that, Ring of Honor just came back oh, recently yes. yep. and started doing TV tapings recently. And they're, they're bringing back the Pure Championship. 
Mm-hmm. And that tournament so far has been fantastic. There's been some great matches so far. Like between there was one, for example, with uh, Jay Lethal and Dalton Castle. Like awesome mm-hmm. match. Yep. It, I heard about uh, how good Ring of Honor has been, and um, I hear NWA is uh, coming back pretty soon, too. Yeah, I um, heard that as well. And even NXT UK came back yes, within the last yeah. two weeks. So, <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know if things are, are going to get back to normal as fast as people think they are as far as, like, you know, like, like uh, people coming back to see shows and stuff. But I do think um, – you know, they, we're on the road to getting some some sense of normal back. As uh, one thing, I don't think is happening. I don't think WrestleMania is going to be in California next year. I don't. I don't see that happening at all. They're going to probably like uh, have to have it elsewhere. I believe. Um, I agree. I, know I don't that, think it's going to be there. on that, but I don't think I. I, I kind of doubt that it's going to be in California. Um. They only have like two or three events, like even scheduled, I think, in the next year. Um, but we'll see. But yeah, man, um, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, let you go so I can uh, edit this, which I don't have to do a lot of editing because it didn't cut off or anything. I pretty much just gonna put it up like it is, and uh, I will check with you later in the week, dude. Awesome, sounds great, man. All right, man, take it easy. You too. Have a great night, man. You too, buddy. Bye.